0: This is Apple News Today. I'm Duarte Geraldino.
1: And I'm Shamita Basu.
0: This week, as we approach the Thanksgiving holiday, we're bringing you a special series that we're calling Life in Lockdown. It's all about how the pandemic is impacting all aspects of our social lives, from our romantic relationships to how we parent our kids and how we cope with social isolation.
1: And that's where we start today, with loneliness and the way it's affecting people's lives and their health. We asked you, have you been feeling lonely during the pandemic? Hey, my name is Mackenzie and I'm from Long Island, New York. Um, hell yes, I am lonely.
0: Hi, my name is Marza Millar, and I'm just calling about a pandemic story. My name is Michael Anthony. I'm 23 years old, and I'm from Panama City, Florida. Hey, this is Kristen from
1: Cleveland. My name's Emma, and I'm from Boston, Massachusetts.
0: I have experienced a lot of loneliness and social isolation since the pandemic began. I was super sick for about six and a half weeks. And then there was the shutdown
1: here in Ohio. We had to close our business permanently. When the pandemic first hit, I was furloughed. So that was pretty much the depths of my loneliness. And now with this uptick, it's even more isolating. I experienced a lot more anxiety than I ever had in my life and really had to find remedies. I've upped my therapy to twice a week. I've been watching a
0: lot more media, like TV shows and movies and playing my Nintendo Switch a lot. And on Twitter, you know, just trying to connect with people and, and see how other people are doing and not lose my mind. It's not fun. It's, it's
1: hard. Loneliness is difficult. It's isolating. And this year, during the pandemic, there's been a lot of great journalism exploring the ways in which loneliness is affecting all of us. From the science of loneliness from sources like Scientific American to solutions from NPR and USA Today.
0: NBC introduces us to Tammy Roberg. Every week, she'd visit her 98-year-old father, Chester, at a long-term care facility in Minnesota. But when COVID-19 began spreading in the U.S., Visiting nursing homes was banned. She couldn't get to see him. Chester couldn't hear well, so it was tough for him to chat over the phone. And in mid-May, he contracted COVID-19. And though he was asymptomatic, he was kept away from other residents at the facility. It made his loneliness so much worse.
1: One day, the nurses at Chester's facility told Tammy, your father isn't doing well. He wasn't chatting with the staff. He was losing weight. And four days later, he died. His cause of death was listed as both Alzheimer's disease and, quote, social isolation and failure to thrive related to COVID-19 restrictions.
0: NPR interviewed Dr. Vivek Murthy. He was Surgeon General of the United States during the Obama administration. And now he's part of President-elect Joe Biden's coronavirus task force. For a long time now, way before the pandemic, he's been thinking about how loneliness affects other aspects of a person's mental and physical health.
1: The way Dr. Murthy puts it is feeling loneliness is actually a natural response that the body has. It's like hunger or thirst. When you feel lonely, that's your body telling you that you need human connection. Dr. Murthy explains loneliness puts us in a state of physiological stress. A study by the Health Resources and Services Administration found chronic loneliness can be as harmful to your health as 15 cigarettes a day.
0: Though loneliness was a problem long before COVID, the pandemic, in some surprising ways, might actually be making things better for some people.
1: Social scientist Casley Killam writes for Scientific American about one recent study. It was published in The American Psychologist, and it surveyed hundreds of Americans between the ages of 18 and 98. And what makes a study unusual is it checked in with participants at several points before and after the pandemic started. It unintentionally became a really useful insight into mental health during the pandemic. Now, from a zoomed out view, the study found no significant changes in loneliness. And in fact, it found a slight increase in the amount of emotional support people said they're getting. But when you start to slice it up, you'll see some groups report more loneliness and some report less.
0: And that's one of the things that's really interesting. You know, people who felt more lonely, especially at the start of the pandemic, tended to be older adults, those who live alone, folks who have a chronic illness and anyone with limited access to technology. But for most people, those feelings of loneliness began to even out over the course of the pandemic Researchers say the reason so many people reported feeling slightly more social support than usual months into the pandemic might have to do with the fact that they felt a sense of solidarity, like we're all in this together.
1: Yeah, people have found ways to stay connected that they may not have been doing before the pandemic. Many of us are checking in with friends and family more often, having more video chats... Killam writes, these findings suggest that the ways we choose to stay socially close to our friends and families, in a world where we have to stay physically apart, can help you feel far less lonely.
0: Loneliness isn't something to cure. It's something you have to learn to navigate. That's what Jeremy Noble says. He's a faculty member at Harvard Medical School. He's also the founder of the Unlonely Project, which is a foundation for art and healing. You know how earlier we talked about how loneliness is like thirst? Noble tells The Guardian, you don't die of thirst, you die of dehydration. Loneliness is just a signal you need something critical to survive. There's no shame in it. And the sooner you can recognize this important sign, the sooner
1: you can take action. We heard from a lot of you about the steps you're taking to combat loneliness. Hi, my name is Marianne Rose from Tampa,
0: Florida. How I deal with loneliness during this pandemic is I enrolled in cooking classes and we meet two to three times a week and got creative ideas for upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. Hi, this is Chris from San Diego. The nonprofit I run serves rare cancer patients. We realized early in the pandemic that loneliness was a big problem. So we started doing Zoom calls to provide support and information and guidance for new patients, giving them ideas about how they might seek treatment.
1: I'm Gina Abbas from Grand Rapids, Michigan. The pandemic provided time for us to actually reconnect with friends. Uh, So we created a weekly Zoom check-ins. All the mom friends, we'd get together at 3 p.m. and have wine and talk about our day. We also heard ideas from you like getting a pet, finding ways to meditate, and just being extra kind to yourself right now. And for people who cope with loneliness a lot, it sounds like they would probably agree with a lot of your suggestions. USA Today spoke with astronauts who have a whole list of ideas for coping with anxiety and loneliness during long periods of isolation. See, astronauts often experience a drop in productivity and morale around the halfway point into their time in space. It's called the third quarter effect. And some of the advice that they offer is try to engage with meaningful activities. You know, make something your mission. Make sure you exercise and see if cooking brings you joy.
0: And finally, Dr. Vivek Murthy has some concrete strategies that he recommends to cope with loneliness during the pandemic. But first... Spend at least 15 minutes every day communicating with people you love, other than the folks you live with. Try to make it a video conference if you can, so that you can see them and hear their voices. He also says, practice moments of solitude. Solitude is like the positive cousin of loneliness. It's the feeling of being comfortable and maybe even happy spending time with yourself.
1: And the last strategy, help others and let yourself be helped. Murthy says helping other people is a great reminder to yourself that you have value. And that can be anything from calling someone just to see how they're doing to grocery shopping for a friend or a family member. Now, the flip side of that is asking for help. Murthy says giving other people the chance to be of service to you is a form of service, too. You can find all of this reporting and more in the Apple News app. And thanks to everyone who shared their stories about loneliness with us.
0: And you can find parts two and three of our series on parenting and love during the pandemic right now in Apple Podcasts.